Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Gnarly Nate. How are you doing this week, Nate? I am fantastic. I just want to let the uh, the viewers out there know that I am doing some audio transitioning, and I don't have everything set up right now, so if it sounds a little bit different, this will be fixed by next week. So, Hooray! Sure fair warn, everyone. No, that's good. Um, and, and I will warn that my voice sounds exactly like this. So uh, it will probably be gone by the end of it. It'll probably be dead by the end of this. But uh, yeah. how was the Vegas thing? Oh, it was crazy, man. That was such an honor. Thank you so much to the folks at Zenimax that had like the faith in me and uh, Cash from Lore Seekers podcast to put us up on stage with them for a massive reveal. That was really nuts. It was my first time in front of a live audience like that. Um, a live audience that was interested in me as a content creator, I guess I should say. So that was different. Um, it was I'm proud of you though. It's you. that's, um, that's like one of people's like people are more afraid of public speaking and then dying. So that's pretty awesome. That you. <laughs> you got to go up in front of all those people and do it. And plus all the viewers at home. Yeah. Like it 46,000. Yeah. Something like that. I, I, um, it it was it was one of those interesting things. We kind of rehearsed two times ish, like really short, and the script completely got rewritten in those times. But uh, it was very very fun. Again, like you said, getting up there, I I get a buzz from the audience. Like that's my thing. I think like you probably do too with Twitch oh, and everything. I love it. I lo- I love public speaking. Is probably the most exhilarating thing to me. Yeah. People like roller coasters. I love public speaking. So. Right. I could get up there and talk about <laughs> things forever. Uh, the, the the only thing that was weird was doing it the day before when we were rehearsing because it was just like Bethesda people in the room like there's the Zenimax crew but then there's also like Bethesda suits in the place and so that was a weird audience because it wasn't the audience at large if you know what I mean so it was like rehearsing yeah. in front of the people that pay for the trip and stuff like that so <laughs> that was that was a little bit of like a, a a very weird dry run but then when we got up there in front of people that was normal they had us on those silly stools though everyone kept complaining like yeah. you look like you're cr- slouching I'm like you have to. There's no back support on yeah. it. Yeah. And like Cash and I, they're like for camera angles, they're like, just look at each other like con- conversationally. But when, when that means you're leaning around and like looking at people. So it, it was really that was kind of strange. I said that to Gina for feedback. I'm like, in the future, <laughs> tell them to get real chairs. Yeah, it was it was um, it was pretty. It, that, that's everyone was saying that. And I was like, listen, Cash is leaning over. It's just Kyle's. Kyle's just leaning over to, he's tall. Like, you're you're tall, aren't you? I'm a tall, everyone kept saying that. They're like, you're a tall boy. I'm like, I, I am, I'm, I'm 5'11". Um, so, I don't know. Everyone kept thinking I was going to be really short or something. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we have a lot of interesting news, it looks like. We uh, do! Our- uh, I mean, we're not even talking about this at this point. Here we go. So, uh... <laughs> Hype trains. We talked about this right before Vegas, I think, right before I left for the trip. Um, Hype trains were getting announced, and they actually got turned on, I think, the day right after we recorded our episode, uh, or or the following. And I've I've gotten to use it. Have you tested it? Yeah. um, Well, I found out the emotes are going to be changing every quarter. Oh, are they? Yeah, I thought we were going to have control over it, but I guess they changed some stuff before they really released it. So they will be changing um, through the time. And I have tested it, and it actually is proven to be a lot better on my revenue um, than I expected because it just people just want an emote and they want to jump in and, you know, what's 100 bits? You know, they get an emote. What's, you know, a couple subs to get like, you know, pitch in for an emote and help out your favorite broadcaster. So I'm really thrilled with it. Me too. Honestly, this is the gamification that Twitch needed the whole time because it's like, I think this is, we talked about this before, but there's that weird feeling of, um, so Luna, who's in chat here with me, we both use that program Stream Loots where we set up the cards and those, you know, people could pay for that and they could redeem stuff. And that's, that's fun. And it gamifies donating to the stream because I would say if you if you looked at like a pie chart of all how people like to spend them, their money, some people really get a high from knowing that they're helping you, right? So they're just throwing money because they want to support. Some want the badge. Some want the, the top leaderboard ticker for the month, the week, the whatever you have it set to above your chat. Uh, but some people, like what we're getting at here, is they want those emotes. And they've shown that, too, over the previous holiday themed ones we talked about that you know the rpg ones and the holiday and the pride emotes and all that people love collecting it so this gamification seems super straightforward um, and natural 
another broadcaster that does a lot of uh like help things Devin nash he was talking about it as well too and how much money people dropped in for the rng loot box to get this one emote he was like he's like i made probably like five thousand dollars just from people trying to get one emote the whole entire time wow that's all they were doing i was putting in just to try to get that one emote because people wanted the emote it was like a gingerbread cat or something like that dude so i like that they have these little things and honestly i i'm i'm and here, here's one of the best things that Twitch did with this. And th- this is going to be like an eye opener for a lot of people is what Twitch did with this hype train. And, um, you know, what they kind of did with other things outside of it is they need to get you, the viewer or you, your viewers to spend money. And how can you get, you know, their their credit card or their PayPal information into their system so it's easier to click it and get bits? How are you going to engage the that person for the first time in order to get um get their money into the system. And that's kind of what they did right there. So like I've seen like people that never have donated bits and they've told me like, this is the first time I ever donated a hundred bits because I just want an emote. So Twitch is doing a really good job from getting people to put their money in at first. Yeah. And a lot of those people that are like, this is my first time giving bits. They've donated subs in my channel and stuff like that. So as, as especially right now, because um, we're going to be covering it here very soon with quarter four snats. Um, it's just really nice because it's definitely helping me out as a broadcaster. I'm not sure if it's been helping you out a lot more, but <laughs> it it's did. very smart. Like Twitch <laughs> is doing and Twitch is doing almost anything and everything they can to to give us the resources to make money as broadcasters. Honestly, I, I'm telling you, they I still think they should do the same uh thing we proposed before, but like tie in tie in like a free, just like a test sub with with Amazon packages that you're ordering, like that gets it in front of people's faces. Cause oh, yeah. yeah, like any of this stuff that like reminds people because the twitch prime sub is cool but you have you you've seen how many people don't even know they have a prime sub or what that is or they don't even remember linking those two accounts together there are definitely ways like this these little programming roads these little avenues they can create to kind of streamline people getting into twitch because like you said i'm just going to tease these stats here i'm going to tease the first point and that is Twitch is still leading the market, but experienced an overall decline for 2019. No. Yeah, that's that's why I think stuff like this hype train and everything pulled out into the, you know, the, the space so soon. Uh, they really rushed out a lot of those TwitchCon changes they mentioned as well. Right. We were supposed to get this stuff up through, I think, June. It was that some of these were going to roll out, but like. They yeah, they really, it. I mean, they had to. Mm. There's so much pressure on them right now. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I do wish with this hype train and stuff was mm-hmm. it was very, very confusing to get to. Like, I was going into my settings, going down and trying to do oh. I wish that they would make the interface a little easier to, to like, you know, because right now I think they have, like, they have, like, the channel points and they have the hype train and something different because you had, like, hype train, you have to go to your... um. I think you got to go to preferences and affiliate or partner, and then you got to go down and then find where it says, I wish they would, I wish they'd take all these little like user type things and put them all in one because it was very confusing. Like I had to explain multiple times how to guide people to get there, but yeah. they had, they had, they definitely do have to push out as much as they can. Cause like you said, we're going to be going over the quarter four stats here very soon. And they're very, uh, uh, they're, they're not too awful bad cause we're still leading everything, but. You know. Agreed. Hey, let's take one second, though. I did want to talk about how how to set up hype train roughly if, if you want to use some different. Settings. Yes, that is that is really what I wanted to do, because, Good. oh, man, I hope we can tell our viewers. So, again, this is under the dashboard TV and then it's under preferences and then mine's under partner, probably under affiliate. Otherwise, probably that's the tab name change. And then uh, let's see. Then you scroll down a smidge. <laughs> And look for the where where to go. Actually, I just I, yeah, I don't even know where it's at. There, wait, no, I <laughs> oh, found community it. support. Yeah, I was already in it and I already lost it. Community support and recognition, and then hype train settings. So obviously, you want to have it enabled. The kickoff threshold I've turned down to three. I don't know if you mm-hmm. what do you are you running at five maybe by default or do you ch- switch yours around? Uh, I I bumped it down to three. Uh, I am in a rebuilding phase. I'm going doing a lot more variety. Um, so. I'm going to rebuilding. So I, I figured three would be good because, you know, a lot of people, they kind of know about it, but, you know, you can set it wherever it is. So it's yeah. nice when like someone resubs, someone donates bits and someone doesn't. Everyone's like, oh, my God, there's a hype train. And that's when everyone kind of gets like geared up and ready to roll. Exactly. I think having the lowest threshold set, unless you're a 
big, big time streamer that's getting constant donos all day long. I think having it set to three is smart because I think like what you just alluded to there, a lot of people aren't don't even know this exists yet. So having a low threshold that can be tripped accidentally is pretty important. I have seen people intentionally try and trigger it now as they get used to it. But that's that why like I, I suggest for all new streamers, all growing streamers, anyone that's not getting pelted by subs and bits I, I recommend turning it down to three that way it trips now the next one down is the level goals well let me take one more second to explain what the kickoff threshold is just in case people don't know but that's that's how many things need to be given so it specifically says choose how many support events must occur within a five minute period to kick off a hype train support events can include cheers of at least 100 bits any tier of sub or a gifted sub so again three of those make mine and eight sub uh hype train take off it's the level goals. I set mine to super hard. I think by default, actually, it was super hard. And that is one above the top. Insane is the highest level. And what this is, it's the difficulty for your hype goals. Um, because as people donate, 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 you're going up levels of the hype train, which means they will, every time they clear a level, they will get an emote equal to the level they've cleared. And I think having yeah. a higher difficulty is probably better. Yeah, because, well, one of the things is, is like when I first started, I had it on easy. Mm -hmm. Everyone went crazy. I'm like, man. And then I bumped it up to uh, hard and they got like maybe like three or four. And then um, so right now I'm keeping it about medium because it's like $20 every single tier. And yeah. you'd be surprised. It's really nice, especially when people get into that frenzy and you have like your your big supporters in your channel that would like to kind of go do that. And then you trigger other people to do like one, like one or a hundred bits or whatever else. But super hard gets you that exclusive emote, a bonus emote. Is it super hard or was it the higher one? It's su no, super hard will get you the bonus oh. emote. So if they get up there, they have a chance of getting that super bonus or the caboose emote, I think is yeah. what it is. Yeah. So that's so, kind of like, neat. Be, yeah. So the super hard, there's no reason really to do insane. Um, I think like a couple of really, really large bar broadcasters have it on insane, but a lot of them just like I think Burke Black did it the other night. He was like, well, okay, so. We're going to drop it down to just super hard so we can just get the emotes because we, all they wanted was a star, the unicorn star, which is like the last one. Yeah. That's all they wanted. So <laughs> he dropped down super hard. And man, he, at the end of his broadcast, I woke up. He's a, he's a late night broadcaster. I fell asleep, woke up, and he was ending his broadcast. And he was like, he was like, he's, he was, I don't know what his cuts are or anything like that for Twitch, but he was like, I got 6,000 <gasps> subs today. Whoa. I, and then he's like, his bits, he was like, He's like, and I only want to tell you guys the bits. And he, I think he made like fifteen thousand dollars in bits and six thousand subs. <gasps> oh my god! Wait, <laughs> wait. If he made six th six thousand subs, yeah, that's a lot of money. He, he made times. like he made a person's like whole yearly salary in one he night. He literally made. I think at minimum, mm -hmm. with all his Twitch stats we know for pricing, I think he made at, at least fifteen thousand dollars. But he surely yep. has a higher partner cut so maybe maybe closer to 30 I, I don't know i don't know i guess not 30 yeah it was crazy and he was sitting there he was like he was like i just cannot believe this <laughs> i was like i can't believe it either man but how long is it going to stay relevant how long are people going to hype for it you know well that's the trick that's why i think the hype train needs to probably diversify itself every once in a while like you mentioned they're going to change up the emotes in there and that's really really good although I don't know, you know, different themes to the hype train would be really cool to run it, run it for different, um, like, I don't know, they could integrate some of their seasonal stuff in there, like they'll do the emotes for the holidays and all that. I don't know if they can figure out a way to keep the hype train fresh. That's what matters because people will get bored of it eventually. You're right. Yeah, that's and like, I mean, I did everything. I mean, I lowered my cooldown period to one hour and then I, I've set everything to medium. I like I'm in a rebuilding phase where. We're transitioning where I do ESO a lot less and I do a lot more strictly variety stuff. I'm trying I'm trying to rebrand myself to pretty much survive out here and like the whole <laughs> switch realm of things because everything's yeah. such a move so quickly. And I've, I've been almost lost a lot of my connections with a whole bunch of companies. So I'm like rebuilding. So I, I moved everything down and uh, hopefully we can uh, get this all fired up and stuff. But I'm loving it because it is that little extra where like people yeah. want those emotes or people want to help out and try to get people to the next level. and I love it, man. I, I do love it that I get it. It really has helped me financially. Good work, Twitch. 
They did good. I like this. I'm really a fan. Good work on that. Let's let's use that as our segue because good luck. Good, good job on your hype train. Not so good luck or job overall in 2019. Woo! So the article, it is published by Streamlabs and NewZoo, as always, and it is tagline, Twitch growth is slowing. 46% more content was watched on YouTube Gaming Live last year, and Mixer doubles its user base. Oh, no. What could this mean? Well, let's, let's, let's look at some stats that matter here. Uh, so looking at total hours watched on Twitch, they, they say... The number of hours watched on Twitch in Q4 decreased by 9.8% compared to Q3, resulting in the lowest number of hours watched on the platform since Q3 2018. However, there has been a 12% increase in hours watched on the platform in 2019 com- compared to 2018. So more hours watched on the platform, but they're decreasing in viewership to the point that it's worse than 2018 q3 yeah well if you think about 2018 though that was when remember when ninja went to new york new or new york eve or new year's eve Eve, in new york yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) so many news (laughs) um that was the whole hype that was when like drake was talking about playing with ninja ninja's playing this and all those big fortnite people were really like brushing elbows with all the celebrities and that it kicked off in 2000 or it, that was like when the hype was. So it's kind of one of those things where we were in that 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 transition where we're like, because there's always that little um that chart where you know, I can't remember what they call it. It's like a smile chart or a California smile chart or something like that, where it curves up then it curves back down. I mean, there's always ups and downs with a lot of things. So we're just kind of going through a down period right now, and uh, I hope I'm hoping we pull it back up though. Same, honestly. I, I'm very, very hopeful. Uh, well, there, there is some redeeming news in here. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, oh, well, average viewers per channel. Let me actually pull this up within their own document. Uh, it does say the average viewer per channel remains stable from previous quarters as an, and has increased 12.5% since Q1 2018. So what that means is at least people are not drastically losing people, uh, average concurrent viewership. Uh, or I'm sorry, this is average viewers per channel. Apologies. When when that happened with um, Ninja going over to Mixer, that was really bad. They had less average viewers per channel at that time. It was not a, not a good thing. I, I wonder if, you know how, like I said, that like we've, we've lost people, but mm-hmm. the concurrent viewership say the same. I wonder if it's just those big people those chunks of people and they're going over could you know, very well watch be. yeah because it's kind of weird like you think it would just drop like you know all the numbers to drop across mm-hmm. the board but it doesn't seem to be so yeah agreed i i think these might these might be the the largest of the large streamers that are influencing a lot of these stats another one to point out twitch average concurrent viewership since q1 2018 says the average concurrent viewers on the platform has decreased by 9.4 percent since the previous quarter this is the lowest average concurrent viewership since q320 wait is this the one i already read out no this is different they just sound the same this is the lowest average concurrent viewer since q3 2018 been a 12.3 increase on in average concurrent viewers on the platform in 2019 compared to 2018. What the heck does this even mean? They have me so spun around. So there's been... Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> me too. There has been... Let's break it down. There has been a 12.3% increase in average concurrent viewers on the platform in 2019 compared to 2018. So I don't even know what that stat means anymore. What? How are they defining these versus... Average viewers per channel. Okay. Okay. So basically, okay, I get what they're saying. Yeah. Okay. That's not good for Twitch. That's not good for Twitch. Average concurrent viewership on the platform means how many people are averagely watching Twitch at any one time. It dipped back pretty far. That's not a good number. I don't like that. That's really bad. That's a 9.4% decrease from the last quarter. So as we move from, you know, Q3 of 2019 into Q4, it, it dipped 9 percent almost 10 percent of their concurrent viewership disappeared that's harsh that's man that is real rough i think i, I, I kind of wonder if it also has to play out with the the limited amount of released games that are really hype yeah if you think about it like i wonder if it plays like hand in hand 
I would probably, I would assume so. Because if their average concurrent viewership is going down, that means those people are just doing something else. They're losing a lot of eyeballs. Yeah, it's it, I, that's what I think it is. Because, like, I mean, did you... Okay, so now that I'm back in the whole variety world, mm-hmm. which is a whole, like, you know, I'm not just looking at our directory and what we're mm-hmm. doing right and how we're going to do it and what works. Now I'm looking at a whole picture and stuff like that. And, like, no matter what it is, as long as it's a fresh breath of air, Tim Tim blew Uh-oh. up. Tim Tim was in the top. Like, there's so many people. And, like, some of these games, like Dragon Ball Z, it, yeah. it was terrible to watch terrible terrible game to watch not like it's not a fantastic game but it's new and i think they just want a little scrap of something new to make it exciting i think it was just because and we might be in it for this next year until the new consoles release and that's when they're going to start really pumping out all these games they've been working on so i'm I'm hoping that has some correlation to it because i'm i'm really noticing across the board that's just people are like really trying to get as much content as possible. I guess some of the question is here, how much confidence do you have in Twitch's leadership? Because if you put a lot of blind trust in them, which I don't I don't know that I can do that these days, uh, I would say maybe they're saving some of their resources and waiting for those new consoles and then they're going to push out whatever they're going to do. You know, marketing campaigns, ad, whatever they're going to do to try and really hit there, hit the mark. But maybe and maybe they're being sustainable and, you know, saving their resources right now during this lame period, if you will, when we don't have new consoles, when people are holding their releases. <sighs> that that's if you're willing to put that faith into Twitch. I don't I don't know that I am after their recent unawareness yeah yeah that well that's a huge thing too is we we don't like there's always like those things where they kind of keep us on our toes mm-hmm. and we don't really know until like it it they finally transition to wherever it is. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I don't know because I'm not a CEO, you know, like I would love, I want them to tell us stuff, but like a lot of times they're not going to. So it, I mean, I, out of everything, I think they have the most knowledge out of it. There is a lot of weird things going on in Twitch. Like this whole partner round that they did was like almost hundred percent female. Someone noticed it. Then there's more Twitch drama about the, there's always Twitch drama around things and people losing trust with a whole bunch of weird like different ways of doing stuff so i i have no clue it's just i i i don't know i have no clue i have no clue yeah i i agree i trust them i i, I don't know do i trust them do i not trust them I don't know, uh, it's so it's really that's where i stand too because i'm like if i had if i saw you twitch having like a shred of morality or ethics or whatever it is i could be like ah they're being smart they're playing the long game but at this point i'm like i i I don't know it feels like they're like a you know rocket breaking up in re-entry they're just like falling apart in many different ways floundering through the sky i'm like i i don't know what you're doing twitch uh yeah i i think they're a big really 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 big rocket there's just little pieces scattering apart right now but i i mean they're large enough now that they could pull it back they're also large enough that they still could completely burn up and before like yeah. going down and people bandage it. It's uh it's scary, man. It is. So also another Twitch stat is uh after experiencing the highest number of unique channels streaming on the platform in Q1 of twenty it doesn't actually say there's been a 33. Oh, yeah, that was Q1 2019. So after experiencing the highest number of unique channels streaming on the platform in Q1, been a 33% decrease. That means less individual unique streamers are out there broadcasting on, on Twitch. Actually, so far back as to uh, Q1 2018 almost, they're only 100, less than 100,000 away from that number, I think. That makes a lot of sense why the average viewership didn't go down. And yes, so but the, well, that's the thing. People just don't realize how hard it is. <laughs> they don't know how mostly draining this job is. So you have to do it. You have to be always thinking about it twenty four seven. Eat, sleep, breathe, and you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of came into it seeing the dream where it's like, oh, look at Ninja. He's he's going to football games and he's uh, he's got the shoes and stuff. Man, it must be awesome. And they're like, oh man, that's a lot of work just to even get your foot in the door and get started. And that these stats mirror that too. It's going from Q4 2018, right when Ninja was doing his big rise to like a New York, uh, New flossing York New Year's Eve flossing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, that period it spikes 
about approximately 1 million new viewers at that time. Approximately. It's a, it's, you know, a couple 200,000 off, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's almost a, a million viewer or a million new streamers started up in that window. And then immediately we see between Q1 of 2019 and Q2, 1 million of those people disappear. They leave. Actually, it's now a lower number than we're doing it in Q4. And then it goes down, down, down. And again, I think that is why um, we see some of these numbers, like the average concurrent viewers per channel, roughly staying the same, like we called out. And the overall viewership on Twitch sinking as well. I mean, it's it's a weird mix. Like some people are finding other streamers to watch. I think this is also saying some people are just leaving the platform. So, yeah, I mean, but that that's good for you as a as a streamer out there. Yes, you better capitalize on it because that is fantastic. You can get in there and try to take what you're doing right now and make something of yourself or mm -hmm. pushing things. Here's the thing: is that like if a lot of you guys out there and the, like and you're watching this channel and you've only been broadcasting for one year or mm -hmm. two years, maybe like that is that's the peak, peak, peak. It, like when I started on this platform in 2015, originally before I quit and kind of went back to you know normal life and stuff like that. Dude, it was so underground that we didn't have any of this. And I, th I think it was just like, I think just people are noticing. But if if you're new and you're really, really passionate about it and you really want to make this career and put your time into it, this is a better time than any because people are dropping out and you're joining in. And then they're still like, yeah, we're kind of going down the viewership, but we're still in a very healthy standard. As long as something doesn't happen, like YouTube launching all the way up to having 50% of the market and Wait, having, you know, the same amount. Could but that we're, be we're happening? Good. Could could YouTube Ugh. Gaming Live be doing something amazing like, say, seeing noticeable growth over the last quarter and this last whole year while DJ Courage, uh, Courage while, I can't speak, while Courage JD's <laughs> move has most certainly helped boost the numbers, Ryan Watt, YouTube's uh, global head of gaming, has noted that the majority of the top eSport events and influencer moments were broadcast on YouTube gaming as well. This last, So that's interesting. So they're, they're attributing the stats we're about to read into to eSports events and influencer moments being broadcast on YouTube gaming as well. So what that looks like is YouTube Gaming Live total hours watched having a massive bump. I don't even see where it says this. It's a 46%. That's big. From Q1 of 2019 to Q4, an entire year, to go up 46%. I mean, now, wait, what are they accounting for? Yeah, I mean, they've, they're really eating into it. The thing is, though, is Mixer is... I'm going to be completely honest. I don't think Mixer is a good platform. I, if it's if it's for you, then that's good. But statistically, looking at the stats and everything that's kind of going through right now, mm -hmm. it doesn't. It seems like Facebook. And if I if I was if I was getting into it right now, and I was just like, well, here it is. You know, let's jump into it. I'd either do Facebook or I'd do YouTube if I just didn't want to do Twitch because Mixer. It's just I, I'm. I'm scared for Mixer's future and I'm scared for all the people that jumped ship and went over there, especially the people that aren't getting like like million dollar contracts because it's, it's very, very scary for looking at the stats and I've been tracking it for the last little bit. Um, but yeah. Facebook is in some trouble too because they, they you know, remember how like on Facebook, it automatically plays the video. Right. And if you're someone streaming, it automatically plays it. Yeah. Now it stops it because they got in trouble for faking views. You oh. got to click like, watch video. So those views oh. are going to cut down as well, too, here very soon. Ouch. That's not good. So YouTube, though, you have to click it and you got to watch it. Yeah. So I think YouTube, YouTube stuff is there. So it's I think it's going to be it's going to be red versus purple. YouTube versus uh, Twitch here very, very soon. I think you're right. So let's keep let's keep <laughs> moving down these. So the amount of unique channels on YouTube also went down over the last uh, year here as well. It decreased by 24% since Q1. However, the number of channels increased by 4.8% from the previous quarter. So it means between Q3 and 4, there was a little bit of a bump. 4.8% increase. But overall, throughout the year, there was a 24% decrease, which means... That again, less people are streaming on YouTube Gaming Live, but it's still like a, a fairly healthy number in that, I mean, like Nate said earlier, get in there now while the picking's good, so do it. Uh, average concurrent viewership on YouTube Live spiked, let's see, concurrent viewership uh, live in Q4 increased 33% between Q3 and Q4, so 34 3 
can't speak, 33% increase. It's a good chunk there. That means more eyeballs are watching them. And that translates, by the way, 33% translates it to about 100,000 more eyeballs concurrently viewing. Average views per channel. Whoa, this graph is like straight up. So it says, typically, as we see more channels streaming on a platform, we expect to see the average viewers per channel to decrease. This is not the case with YouTube Gaming Live. Average viewers per channel increased 21% since uh, last quarter, even with a 4.8% increase in channels streaming to the platform. What the heck, YouTube? Does, I mean, is that what you predicted before that like all these established people that are already there as big, hardcore, evergreen content YouTubers that more of them are using live and they're pulling a lot of those viewers in? Do you think? Yep. I I think it's 100% what's happening. Um, It's just one, it's one of those, I mean, they already have their audience over there, you know? Yeah. The only thing I did notice now, the the one thing I did notice lately is mm-hmm. Jacksepticeye, big YouTuber, yeah. uh, Markiplier, big YouTuber, all these huge gaming YouTubers, Jenna and uh, Julian from you know Jenna yeah. Marbles, they're all going to Twitch and streaming from Twitch now. They're not streaming on YouTube. A lot of these gamers are, I think, they're having like a like apocalypse for like an ad apocalypse for gaming on YouTube right now because a lot of them like. Jack Septicai never streamed on Twitch there for a little while. Now he's always on there. Markiplier never streamed, now always on there. Like all these people are just like, and when I went through and see their VODs and see when the last time they broadcast were, a lot of them are coming over. So I'm not sure exactly what's happening. They're not, they're not exclusive. They're partnered on Twitch and their YouTube, yeah. but they were grandfathered in where they can do both, either or. But a lot oh. of them are coming back and doing YouTube now, or are you doing Twitch? So I don't know. I have no clue. Like maybe, maybe it's something like, like, I, I know it says YouTube gaming, but I'm wondering if it's just YouTube live. Like, I, I would like to know exactly what's going on. I need to do a lot more research into the YouTube world. I just don't do it as much. Lately. Yeah, it's it's a it, YouTube is a weird beast when you're used to watching Twitch stats and things like that. I, I mean, I wonder if it is just for them diversification going onto a different platform or like you said, there might be something that's scaring them off of it. Could be that Coppa Copa stuff that's going on, too. I don't know. I mean, look. Look what Lioness Tech Tips did. He started up Flowplane, and he has his own pretty much YouTube type thing going on. So, uh, very. I don't true. know. It, it, that's the whole thing. It's like we really, really understand Twitch, and I, I understand Mixer quite a lot, and mm-hmm. Facebook quite a lot. But that YouTube, that's it's it's a whole different. You know, it's almost like it's almost like an apple and orange comparison. But I, yeah, that's why you're here doing all your fantastic content. So. That's right, folks. That's that we have. We were here to help you, and you're listening to improve on all these things and keep abreast of the news. Hey, by the way, that float playing club thing. Um, get excited for it in a tech way, everybody. But it's not a great platform to put your own content on, as Linus said himself. He's like, if you are a new broadcaster or you know any sort of content creator this is not the platform for you it is for those that are highly established it is not trying to be elitist but by that he means there is not any form of algorithm it will be horrible for discovery like that is in case you're someone that's really big and you want a platform that is not coming in and cutting into your bottom line in any way linus's thing is a whole different avenue but unfortunately not ideal for for new people climbing the ladder it won't happen. Yeah, I'm glad you covered it. I didn't even think about saying that. Well, I just <laughs> remember he did a great video. That's the only reason I thought to bring it up was because, like, I, I was really excited. I was like, ooh, I, I don't think this is for me, but, like, I want to hear, like, because he was saying, if you're this, this is good for you. If you're that, it's good. If you're this, it's not good. And so uh, anyone can go watch that and enjoy it. It's good. I love Linus. He can talk to me about anything. But, uh, yeah, I'd say if you're a new new video creator, probably YouTube is still exclusively the only spot to go. Unless you're doing like TikTok or something much smaller, but for long form content, YouTube. Yeah. Let's talk about Mixer stats here as we as we get ready to almost close out this article. Uh, Mixer, as we noted last year, based on the jump, based on the jump in our streamed. What? I don't understand English yeah, tonight. Yeah, that looked well, that looked weird. I thought it said screamed. <laughs> it looked weird to me too. <laughs> Let's retry <laughs> this. I don't know what Streamlabs is up to. Mixer, as noted last quarter, based on the jump in hours streamed, Ninja's move to Mixer seemed to have encouraged many other streamers to start broadcasting on the platform. In Q4, Shroud announced he would also be ex- exclusively streaming to Mixer. At the time, Shroud had over 6.9 million followers. 
followers on Twitch, making him the third most followed channel behind Tifu and Ninja's now inactive channel. While year-over-year growth for Mixer is still impressive, despite the recent exclusivity deal with Shroud, the numbers are lower quarter-over-quarter. Oh. Mm, Can we take a moment? I said a while back that if I were in a boardroom, I would be seriously considering closing Mixer. And I don't mean that to be mean. I mean that to be a business person, right? We think we've had this conversation. And I saw that as a headline the other day, too. It was like... Because, I mean, you're, you're spending millions of dollars on these contracts, multi-million, and the numbers aren't translating. So now you're hemorrhaging more than you were before. Unless, like, quote-unquote whales came over, people have a lot of money to spend. Unless that was the 15% audience that Shroud got to translate. Yikes, man. Yeah, that is one of the... Uh, <laughs> that is... It, it, and that's the thing is, like, watching it and stuff like that and then being on the platform and seeing who's coming over and stuff and going into people's chats that were twitch streamers mm-hmm. and now are there it's funny to me because people are still typing kappa and pog and pog you oh. and Yikes. uh people are typing what face fail fit like people are typing in twitch emotes so like you can tell these people only know twitch they only come over to watch this and then as soon as the stream ends and they raid someone dissipates it's like i've never seen fifteen thousand people just completely disappear out of a chat before like that whereas like it's from fifteen thousand all the way down like maybe two or three hundred people in like a split second it's like oh this stream's over go back to twitch and and i wanted i wanted mixer to do well i like i really wanted to do mixer to do well like like healthy competition is really really good but it is one of those things where they can't close up shop they have these contracts with broadcasters you do know that like you know like yeah. I don't know how long Nick um, uh, Ninja and um, Shroud's uh, contracts are a mixer, but if they uh, they can't just close because then that's a violation of contract. And they got to, you know, then Shroud and them can be like, hey, you're, you've lost my livelihood. This is millions and millions of dollars. You owe. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with it. But honestly, I. I I'd probably close up shop and then it, but the thing is that they close up shop. I have a feeling that, you know, I mean, Facebook, I really interested to see what happens after this quarter or the, for Q1, because for, like I've been on Facebook scrolling through and I start watching a video. I'm like, Oh yeah. And they give you about a minute to maybe a minute 30 of viewership. Mm-hmm. And then bam, you got to click watch this video in order for it to count for review. I see. Instead of auto playing. So um, I'm really interested to see what they do because uh, that Karina girl that transferred mm-hmm. or uh, switched over. Yep. Her viewership went from like, I don't know, I think like 5K all the way down like maybe 1K mm. or a little bit lower. And I'm wondering if it's because the autoplay button. That could be. Actually, that could very well be. I did flash up on, on this the thing right behind me where I have my green screen still. Um, <laughs> for people that can see this over on our YouTube uh, Q1 2019 is right here. That's at 83.5 total hours watched. And it actually goes down to 82.5 um, by the end of the year. So it actually goes down one from start of the year to end of the year. That's not good. This spike in the middle is Ninja and then Shroud stuff's in here. And then it actually gets worse. So like you nicely summarized with all those contracts tying people in, they are now in a worse spot, unfortunately. Yeah, and like what Mac Raven said in our channel, it was like Ninja and Shroud shouldn't have jumped ship. Well, it, it there, there's it's like there's a classic thing from like you know Icarus where he flew too close to the sun and oh, some, yeah. some wings melted. Uh-huh. I think that's happening with a lot of broadcaster. I think we're I think a lot of us are like sitting there and we're like, yeah, we got twenty thousand viewers like every single day. Like you know, I I'm gonna be safe. People are gonna follow me. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. And I think that we think we're bigger than what we are. Like e- even even like when you know when I have like 300 average viewers, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm pretty big. But when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, we're nothing. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like like even like I mean, twenty thousand still is a lot, but like we're still not like we're not over there with millions and millions and millions of people like YouTubers where the content always stays up. We got to be live in order to get the viewership and right. stuff like that. I think a lot of us are like we. I think we get cocky and we think we're like a lot bigger than what we are. And I think that's what happened with. Shroud Ninja, which they're, they're still really large. They're still, uh, they're still like a kind of quote unquote household name, not yeah. with everyone, but with certain things. I mean, Lady Gaga proved that for Ninja when he said, Who are you? But um, so that's a huge thing. I just think that a lot of the, them thought that they could single handedly 
turn around a platform and that yeah. was their thing. And then you had realists like like now hear me out. Dr. Disrespect was the he had the best mentality about the whole thing. He's like, I'm not jumping ship. He's like, I'm gonna stick here. He's like, this is tried, true, proven. Why would I try to risk it? Now he's got to deal with Amazon making his own TV show. Yeah, right. Uh oh, please don't autoplay. Okay, so I went on to Ninja's YouTube channel. I mean, the man has 22 million viewers or subscribers. That is that is nothing to scoff at. I mean, you know what's? Oh, this is fascinating though. His views are maybe that's actually kind of average. So a video he put up three days ago, he has 22 million viewer or subscribers. Gosh, I can't speak. Uh, but he has two million views. So what, like 10% of his audience or something like that's watching? I don't know. It's not right math, but um, there's a very small percent of his aud audience watching it. But I mean, still, you got something good to fall back on there. So, yeah, that, that's a that's a huge thing. Um, I, I kind of want to know what. Uh, Indeed, I'm going to Google for a minute. But yeah, Shroud's live right now, and he has uh, 6,420, which is still an astronomical amount of yeah. people, but it's, it's still not enough to carry that weight. Like, you know, it's one of the things where when I was at um, when I was at E3, people were like, how many average viewers do you get a month? Mm. How many, you know? And, but so, like, I was thinking about, like, 20,000, like, like 20, 30,000 could offer, like, views per month can equal out to a thousand dollars revenue like depending on where it's at like you know different company has different things but if you're having ninety thousand per stream imagine what your value is you know right. what i'm saying like right. so th there's like a huge thing i mean you're really cutting down your value that's where i think like mixer really jumped and did all this but these stats are freaking me out man they like, really I, are I, I just i feel terrible because i love both those broadcasters those are the people i'd actually could watch just to watch and not do anything even though i'd never play Fortnite or anything you're just entertaining but right uh, i think like you said it was flying too close to the sun too soon and they didn't realize how little of their audience would actually go over and convert i i think like and this is this is a total outsider's perspective i think a wiser move for ninja instead of transferring would have been to continue to ride this out and like I don't know. I've never watched one of his YouTube videos, so they might be great, but I think he probably should have tried to branch out into different aspects of YouTube and probably try and grow that way, whether it was vlogging or whatever he went into that's just different, but keep the home base on Twitch. Like, that's very in hindsight, like, opinion, but I mean, yeah. trying to move your platform too soon, yeah, you got a solid payday, but at what harm i mean are you okay with always being oh i don't know <laughs> i don't know i think he thought that mixer was going to rise with them and unfortunately for him it really just didn't happen yeah and then it, it just it that's just how both of them were but i mean yeah. it is one of the i Cur just don't know man curious why <laughs> no, shroud did it right after ninja though like did, uh, I mean, they're they're orchestrating the same thing. Yeah. I I think what it is is I think Shroud. I don't know why Shroud did it. He he could just do it every single day and not have to worry about. It. He had a hundred million or a hundred thousand subscribers on Twitch one month. Does this you know? does Shroud maybe truly not care about the numbers? Like, do you think Shroud? And I mean that in a good way, like in a humble way. I I, I get the feeling. No no shade on on Big Ninja, but I feel like the idea is that he. He really likes the hype. You know, he's a really, he, he takes all those opportunities. He flosses in Times Square. That's his personality. Shroud, like you've said before, seems very down to earth. And I wonder if Shroud's just like, hey, I'm getting my paycheck. I'm having fun doing what I love, maybe more securely than before. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a huge thing with Shroud. Shroud was one of those people that would have like 60,000 people in his, his directory and be like, yeah, I'm going to play ESO and then drop down 6K, not care at all. Yeah. You know, like he's like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Like, I want to do what I want to do. And I've seen him do that on Twitch and I've seen him do it on Mixer as well, too, where I've seen him where he had 900 people on his channel. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, I've never seen this. Wow. And he was playing like some, he just, he just does what he wants to do, which is really cool. Ninja, on the other hand, psychology or psychologically speaking, I watched him when he, he did kind of have his collapse and whatever else. And he was, he looked depressed and sad and just not happy because he, he's one of the people that his rep or his, uh, his viewership, um, makes his happiness, which I'm the same type of person, Me which too, I need honestly. to learn to get away from it because 
And but it's it's really hard because we we learned that our value is in the viewership. Like I'm like it's not money for me. It legit's the viewership. Like I could make like you know like seven thousand dollars a month just having like forty people in there, but I wouldn't be happy unless I had like two hundred people just watching, even though they're not subbing and stuff. So right, that's that side of of uh, and we we need to destigmatize that because there is such this gross stigma that like if you enjoy making money or if you like being you know having a following that makes you a bad person. It's like that is such a a not true statement, and I was so happy to see a lot of uh that sort of like sentiment against that uh, coming out around like new year's resolutions and stuff I, I think i brought this up on the show but there were a lot of things like hey streamers what do you want to do this year are you more interested in having more followers are you interested in the money side no shame on either because literally like the the money side that worries me th that i admit i overly obsess on sometimes is i'm paying for my own roof over my head right like i'm a dude living mm -hmm. on my own with no fallback mechanism so it's like to me, I have to worry about that more. I don't want to. That's kind of the 2020 goal, right? Get above that level of like, okay, well, what's the minimum? Let's let's stop dwindling around there, hanging out around the scary number. Let's get to that point where we're, you know, padded enough that now it's just pure content and just entertaining and all that jazz. But it is a struggle and it's one we shouldn't be weirded out by. Like, that's what these uh, yeah, stats are about. Yeah, I still think we need the hunger to like right. to have more viewership because if you take the hunger out you're you're gonna be like oh i'm just creating content whatever yeah like it doesn't matter but i mean that's the thing with me is like i got to the point where like i mean i have savings that's how i can do this i'm 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 not a i'm not a big ball and i'm still paying for my bills with what i make on twitch right but um i got to the point where i was i was definitely putting money away into my bank account and not pulling so much out and then i kind of lost that and it definitely made me a little crazy over a whole bunch of yeah. stuff so it, it, it's very it's very hard to do but did you see the did you see the streamer drama on twitter though kyle with uh, the girl it's like my uh, you're watching free content yes. you should give me five dollars or whatever else yes i did yeah. but the thing you is never expect it. <laughs> no you shouldn't but i think she just did it for the drama and that clip got so many views like i don't i don't even know anymore man like did that hurt her did it help her like, for example, I mean, let's take a YouTube example. We learned that once you get to a certain number of viewership, and I don't think she's there, but like with Logan Paul, like everyone was so disgusted about him showing that dead body. But also at the same time, his his subscriber count grew rapidly. Like public outcry is a, unfortunately a thing most of the time it can hurt the cancel culture side but there's like a difference between cancel culture and the outcry right cancel culture mm -hmm. tends to lose people subscribers and stuff so it just depends on how that hits that that female streamer you just mentioned like i don't know yeah th that's a huge thing i mean like i said i've, I've watched people that grew um using live stream fails where they like yeah. legit, like legit being like right type in like grandma does some weird stuff that i'm not going to say on youtube because it's a little bit more sensitive <laughs> and um yeah, they put it in there and they they clip themselves being like oh no and then like exiting out of the browser and they legit clip themselves put it up on live stream fails you yeah. watch your viewership go up by 600 the the likes of reddit go up and then bam they're sitting there and they just groan and i'm like you got to be kidding me man so some people know how to play the market that way it's so it maybe is true. it could be because that that is very weird to say we all we all know that's taboo you know yeah yeah, it's weird. And, and and what Nightshade in chat just said, there's no bad publicity. That's such a 50-50 statement. It changes so much because, like, again, I'm picking on YouTube because they're the cancel culture capital of the Internet. Um, but but <laughs> did James Charles big thing this last year? Like, I, I, I've, I'd be curious to pull up a chart here. Maybe I could pull up a social blade. James Charles social blade. Because his big canceling thing in May of uh, this of this last year, 2019 – like, how bad did that hurt him? He was losing. He got millions. canceled again just recently. I just, oh God, he's at sixteen million. Uh, yeah, he, he he was getting canceled all the time. So the question is, yes, he loses shit tons of of viewers or subscribe, yeah, subscribers. But uh, at the same time, what is that actually getting him? Is that overall a lot more publicity? I I, I think for someone like him, it's actually going to start adding up as a negative thing. Yeah, I mean, if it keeps going this way, and the, the thing is, it's really weird. It's just like, 
It's like, you know, the Romans built stadiums to entertain people in order, you know, in the time when there nothing was happening. So that way they didn't revolt against the government, you know? Right. I feel like we don't have anything entertaining going on. And then when this stuff happens, they're like, yeah, you know, let's revolt. Let's find someone revolt against them and start all the drama and whatever else. Mm -hmm. Like, because it it is, man. I I mean, now that I've been on the platform, I've been watching for three years and streaming for two years, you know, or watching, you know, five years in total. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's one of those things where I've, I've, I've seen it all and I'm so, and that's where I think we're at right now too. We don't have a lot of video games and new stuff going out and they're, you know, we're, we're yeah. starting to hemorrhage like viewers coming in and it's making, you know, the resources are gone and now we're in a post-apocalyptic Twitch world and everyone's, you know, fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. These, these stats for him don't look good. So it's like cancel culture can be really bad for you, but at the same time, those publicity outcries can be good it's it's weird but i think like what you said was good yeah you can't you can't sit there and yell at your chat about uh, about them owing you money unless you're really just doing it for the the money like the views like you're doing it to get a a, a scary piece of publicity that you know gets shared on live stream fails and all that because uh, i don't know i'm sure that girl got a lot of viewers out of that but at the same time i'm sure she lost a lot too so don't know which one wins that is very true. I mean, I never heard of her until that point. So. Right. But so I also didn't go, follow dude. her. Now I know who she is. Right. Yeah. See, that's the trade-off <laughs> is like, you know, how how does that stain them long run? Uh, let's let's get through the last bit of these stats, though, because we got to probably wrap this up in about 10 or so minutes here. But uh, let's see. So we were looking at uh, Mixer, and we said that their total hours watch declined. Uh, yeah, the, we haven't gone over their average viewership yet, I don't think. Yeah, total hours streamed in Q4 of 2019. Uh, it dipped a little bit compared to Q3 2019, but in general, Q2 skyrocketed. You can see that. So that's kind of the disillusion of people right there, right? Q2 2019, you guys can kind of see this behind me on YouTube. They That's like Ninja goes over, and then all these people start streaming, and then now we're starting to see them trailing off. The people are, are leaving. There's less hours streamed there because... You know, I mean, the 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 grandeur is gone. The the reality oh, I, is set in. I wonder if uh like uh Microsoft counts that as a win because technically they they're a lot better positioned than when they were at the beginning of the year. You know. Yes, that's exactly. I mean, the problem is these are our streamed, so it's like this isn't really the one I, I want to win necessarily. I suppose, but it's a good it's a good number, but. Let's see what the other ones say. So unique channels, Mixer's unique channels since uh, Q1 2018. So Q2, here we go. Boom, look at that. That matches exactly. These two graphs are are parallel to each other. Uh, Q2 2019 uh, for the unique channels, it jumps way up between Q2 and Q3. That's when Ninja goes over. And then again, just like the total hours streamed, it also declines uh, going into Q4. So... The unfortunate thing is the average concurrent viewership also follows. Now, this is the one that they might be interested in and might be happy about because going from Q1 to Q2, it increases. Uh, going into Q3, it starts to decrease. Into Q4, it starts to decrease. But it is way above where it was before. It summarizes and says the average concurrent viewership on the platform decreased by 8% from Q3 to Q4. However, there was a 55% increase in total concurrent viewers for 2019 over 2018. Small decline for the big payoff they got. 55% yeah. increase. But that that's one thing I wonder. I wonder how much I wonder how much it actually is worth to like corporate standard wise, you know? Yeah. Like how much money is that like average out to and like their eyes and stuff like that? That's exactly and, the question. I don't right? feel like it I don't feel like it's good for the broadcaster, but I think it's probably good for business, you know. Probably. But I, I don't know. Well, look at this scary one. I don't like this one at all. Average view. This is actually horrible. This is the worst bell curve ever. Average concurrent viewers per channel. As the number of streamers on the platform increases, we can expect the average viewers per channel to decrease. Quarter over quarter, this number remains relatively stable, increasing by just 7.4% since last quarter. Why I don't like this stat is look at how many average concurrent viewers there were. And then as Ninja goes into the platform, kaboom, this number goes way down. 
Yeah, it went from 10.5, if you're out there listening. Yeah. Ninja comes over, it drops down to 8.9, and Shroud comes over. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, so it goes from 10.5, and then it drops down to, I think, like 8.9. And then Ninja comes over, and it drops down to 2.7. And then Shroud comes over, and it goes up to 2.9. And so. so why we don't like seeing that huge decrease is that that kind of signals that there's a lot of streamers on that platform and there's a like not in, probably not enough viewers there. Like these are way lower than we want. That's two is the number uh, they're using two two per channel is the average. But I think Twitch is like at 28 or something like that. So like 10 times more. Yeah, I, I've, I still feel bad. A lot of Me my too. friends went over there completely they they try to come back on twitch and it, it's it's i mean it's like the exact same thing that happened with me in our directory i i step back for a little bit to try mm-hmm. to refocus myself and i try to go back in and you lose the trust with your audience once you lose the trust with your audience and they're like well you know and then it's, it's really hard to rebuild that a lot of my friends that went over in the mixer and they're like burnt the bridge came back and they're just like well i can't do anything right now like n- nothing's happening for me i'm it's terrible i'm very sad about everything it so. is that good reminder not to burn bridges because yikes, that was that is not a very positive year in review for Twitch and them. Like that's a YouTube good on you. You really spiked it. Twitch mixer, you guys had a rough year. So I don't yeah, know, man. YouTube does really well. I mean, like, remember the Copa was such a big scary thing. Right. Now everyone's like Oh yeah, what? Yeah, I forgot all about the Copa. That's cool. Right. It's like they have like a they must have like a really good PR like uh like social psychologist who knows how like smooth everything over and make us forget about it. Very possibly the case. Actually, that's probably a lot <laughs> of it. Uh, also, big stat was that there was a huge decrease in Fortnite viewership. So we kind of all knew that, but that that's probably related to uh, it is it's related to Ninja. It looks like so. There you go. Yeah, I'm telling you, so everything's a lot related to Ninja. It's related to the big broadcasters, and it's the health of the video games at that point in time. What the market's like, yeah. Even though, even though like Twitch right now hired someone for doing something for like singing, I would have to cover this next week. But they hired someone for singing because they're trying to bring that part of the thing, so they want it to be a talent platform more than just a video game thing. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's still overall we're a video game platform, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though just chatting's number one, we still have more people that play video games. So um I don't know, man. Uh I'm hoping that this, like I said, this 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 year is gonna be the last of the worst year. Once the new yes. consoles come out, they I know there's so many companies that is working on Starfield, all these other games coming out that are meant for next gen consoles. And and then because that's the what the consumer has the money to buy, unlike right. us that are nerds that have PCs. But it's one of those things where we are very, 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 very close to um, we're very, very close to seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Put in, right. put in your hours, do your do do you know, do what you got to do now. And hopefully everything pays out once it crosses over the line. That's the spirit. I like it. Nate, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you all across the Internet until we regroup next week? Perfect. Uh, next week, by the way, guys, my audio is going to sound a thousand times better than what it does now. I just need to get this stuff. Uh, but you can find me at twitch.tv slash gnarly underscore Nate. And you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagrams at gnarly underscore Nate uh, TTV. Heck yeah, man. I, I'm excited to hear this new audio setup once you get all the pieces. I, I know the battle you're going through. Been there, done that years ago. And yeah, it's that the sure SMB is a, a hard one. Yeah, but it sounds so good. Listen to your voice pop up. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to <laughs> listen to what left is left of my damaged voice, uh, come watch me on Twitch. It's twitch.tv forward slash Codemster Studios. I'm streaming now every day except Wednesdays at the moment. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. I think that's why my voice is so screwy, though, because, you know, airplanes, casino air, all that sort of stuff. People coughing like right next to me in the airport. And I, I started to get congested and I got home and I just started podcasting and streaming and like all this stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that was that's crazy. But uh, also lots of pictures up on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Kyle Dempster STU and join the Discord, discord.gg forward slash KTS. Oh, 
Yeah, speaking of uh, Twitter, I also wanted to thank uh, one of our listeners that listens oh. three hours to the commute. Uh, I cannot find the name. They tagged us this Twitter. morning, right? I think it was this morning. Yeah, they tagged us this morning. I just wanted to thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy your drive today while you listen to it. And thank you for the kind words. But also, guys, feel free to reach out to us on uh, Twitter, Inst- or Twitter and uh, on Twitch. We love hearing from you guys. We love to hear what you would like us to cover. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, it's uh, like Brisson. Uh, I'm probably butchering it, but thank you so much. I appreciate you. I tried for, uh, to find it right know. now and I couldn't. I, I I think I replied too, but thank you. Yes, thank you so much. We love it when you guys come by the Twitch streams and stuff too. Like that's such a that's a, such a cool thing. I love when people come by and ask some questions and all that. Feel feel free. Uh, path to partner at gmail.com is the email address. And uh, yeah, send us any questions next week. I think if we don't have other news, including that singing thing. We talked about doing some Discord setup, so I, I started to put that together mm-hmm. in the doc. Um, some bots to recommend and things like that. Again, if you guys want to let us know what you're using right now, feel free to email that in, and we'd be happy to include that in the next episode. Until then, you guys, enjoy your journeys all across the Twitch Mixer YouTube live streaming space. Be safe, diversify your content, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Doodles.